Welcome to Africa, Stories in the 55. I'm Laura Angela Bagnetto. As we go into our third year at Stories in the 55, we have a lot planned for you in 2018. First of all, we'll continue to showcase the best and brightest writers on the African continent. But this year, we're planning to also hold some great book giveaways, including signed copies of books by authors featured on this program. We'll be giving you more information on this in the coming months. Additionally, please check out our webpage on en.rfi.fr where we have extended interviews of your favorite authors. Thanks again for listening to Africa Stories in the 55. Today's guest is Joe Rudzivo, a Zimbabwean novelist and the author of the book Behind Enemy Lines, a collection of short stories set in Zimbabwe. But I'll let him tell us what his stories are all about. Possibly the hardest question I've ever been asked in my life. I really don't know. I basically just call it my life in 21,000 words, basically. There's a lot of coming of age in there. There's a lot of Zimbabwean politics and a lot of personal stuff. A bit of from growing up to my love life to until now. You have one short story called The Order, which could be about science fiction. It's set, I believe, in 2023. Yeah, you describe elements of events that took place in Zimbabwe just two months ago. <laughs> Do you know something we don't know? No, not at all, actually. Um, it was all just a bit of speculative fiction because I do read a lot of fantasy and that kind of stuff. Well, when I wrote it, it wasn't last year or even the year before, possibly 2014 or something. And what I realized was from what was happening in the country, more speculating about what could possibly happen if our recent only former president passed away. And considering things, you know, the voting patterns, how people were feeling. So that was about the time when military generals started, you know, getting like masters in international relations and PhDs. You avoid obvious endings in your short stories, almost so much so that the reader has to read it twice because did that really happen? What I like most about like reading or television shows or films is the plot twist. It's almost like a huge thing for me. It's like the obvious thing is not really what I want to know. You have to think about things, you know, try and figure out that, oh, really, did that happen? Or, oh, that one was dead the whole time? Or, you know, it would be interesting for someone to have something to discuss with someone else or to read it again and think about it or even to send me an email or a tweet or say, uh, hang on, what exactly is going on there or this and that. And then you can say, well, this happened and that happened. Because I used to have a tendency to explain everything. And uh, one of my early readers actually told me, look, it was fine without the entire explanation. Like, oh, no, you don't have to tell it. This and that happened. Or it's because this happened to her when she was, you know, a student or something like that. So I like to leave the plot twist in there. It gets people talking, it gets people thinking. And it also leaves the reader to use their imagination as well, it seems. Exactly, yeah. The Heist is a great short story, and it's a bank robbery, but it really is a a story on how people are perceived, uh, which is why I really enjoyed it. And Billy, is the main character, is a fat teenager who unfortunately pees on himself on a regular basis, and he's been damaged by the Liberation War. 
he gets a, a bit of information about someone who has also been scarred by the war, and his tenderness for someone who's already quite oppressed is uh, is really touching. The heist. Well, it's not just the bank which is getting heisted. <laughs> you actually understood it. Billy himself does get heisted, and through his experiences, the war really left many scars on not just Billy, not just families. Tell from the story, you know, many families were basically broken, many kids were growing up without fathers, many widows, and the entire country was scarred at a micro level and also at a micro level. And it's these tiny little situations where you have like a kid being bullied on the street because his dad disappeared or something. Or you also find that, also try and talk about not everyone fought on the one side. Some people fought on what we call the wrong side now, well, which was always the wrong side. There was like a collective breakdown in not just family structures, but in people themselves, so that sometimes you'd just find like a stranger being kind to a stranger just simply because they know what it feels like to stress every single day of their lives, basically. So I try to get a lot of that in there. Also, a bit of a tale of redemption for Billy, because, you know, coming from where he's coming from, and then it ends up being a bit interesting. He ends up being the man. And I think that one, I'll have to expand it into a full novel. We've asked Joe to read an extract from his book, Behind Enemy Lines. What is the truest mark of savvy? Winning, of course. The Honorables were winners. The Boys Zingoda Diamond Dealers were winners. The Range Rover Elite and the Pentecostal Pastor Class were winners. Only a fool can admire an unprincipled winner, and I was no fool. It is hard to overstate the extent to which I saw many of my friends identify with, socialize with, and revere the very opportunists whose purpose was to manipulate and deceive them. When had we stopped celebrating good? When did we start valuing vehicles more than human lives? When had corruption become a way of life? Where had all the good guys gone? Was this still the chimurenga of my father, or had it been stolen and personalized by a greedy and selfish elite? With each unanswered question in passing year, I became more uncomfortable in my own home. Each independence celebration appeared more obscene and insulting to the ideals I had been taught since I started shipping solids. Today we remember casting away the yoke of the hated settler, allowing us to move towards our African dream of self-determination and equal opportunity for the black peoples of Zimbabwe. The television would trumpet incessantly as emaciated Alsatians with dead eyes and mottled fur jumped through flaming hoops and bald-headed recruits in fading blue shell suits demonstrated contrived karate moves that would attract rapid defenestration from any self-respecting dojo. I'd light the barbecue and drink whiskey and remember that I, with my opinions and libertarian sentiments and big mouth, was hated by the very state my baba and his dirt-poor, traumatized, borderline alcoholic comrades had fought to create. I remembered that because of my ideas and opinions, I had been legislated again. My lips shackled in the very bonds the settler, master, settler masters had tried to bind our celebrated heroes with. Every Independence Day, I celebrated my freedom and felt a little less free than before. What are you working on now? I guess you kind of gave us a hint earlier, but um, are you working on a piece of writing now? At the moment, I'm just uh, finishing um, a bit of study I'm doing. Um, so I'm reading media law at the moment. 
profession. You know, we have to earn a living while <laughs> trying to write books and all that. So, you know, we have to pay the bills. And I am actually starting work on a full-length novel. I think uh, with many elements of the heist based on that, but also a lot more contemporary stuff because the heist, I don't know if you can follow the timeline, it's set around the early to mid-90s which was basically also my coming-of-age time. So I'm actually trying to be more contemporary with it this time and trying to get maybe Billy through school and maybe to work and see how things can go from there. I actually have no idea what it's about, to be honest, but that's the best part, isn't it? You get surprised yourself at what ends up on the page. That's all the time we have today. Thanks for listening to Africa Stories in the 55. I'm Laura Angela Bagnetto. What are you reading? Let us know. Write to us at storiesinthe55 at rfi.fr. That's storiesinthe55 with 55 as numbers at rfi.fr. Goodbye. <laughs>